Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hello there, everyone, and welcome to the next episode of Jedi Order Podcast. Here we are, we're back into the WandaVision Train of Fun, Episode 6. There's so much going on. Who knows what's going to happen and who's going to be involved in the coming episodes, but so enjoyed this episode, and every episode is just taking it up a notch and taking it up a notch. So come on, guys, let's get Artif in and enjoy the next episode of the Jedi Order Podcast. What was the um? What was the Tyler Perry film called? Uh, so it was called Why Did I Get Married? It's available on Netflix if um, you so wish to watch it. Um, but for any listeners, we were just—I uh, was just telling Ben that I've heard so much about Tyler Perry and how successful he is, and you know, asked Ben if he had heard of him, which he had, and his success as well. Um, and because of that, I've come across some of his films and I've decided to, you know, try them out and uh, see what they're like. And interesting to say the least. I mean, they're sort of billed as drama comedies, but I found the drama parts funnier than the. St- I wasn't even sure where the comedy parts were because some of the lines. <laughs> was was drama comedy, but essentially comedy. Maybe the drama part was so bad that it became a comedy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I feel that <laughs> maybe he, they're banking on that to sort of, pull off certain parts of the script and 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 maybe some of the acting um so what's was, the what's the yeah. cooking scene yeah so um so janet jackson stars in this film and um one of the parts it was actually quite again when, this is one of the <laughs> you know the more dramatic scenes in the film and um i won't i won't tell you exactly what it's based on but it was essentially her kind of arguing with her husband over some pretty tragic stuff and um, <laughs> I found some, you know, like very unintentional things kind of incredibly funny. And one of the things was, um, you know, Janet Jackson's character starts cooking in it. And you can tell that, like, maybe Janet Jackson hasn't cooked much for herself. Um, no. She starts, I mean, she starts, <laughs> she essentially takes like a kind of pile of asparagus and takes like one stalk of asparagus at a time and starts chopping it into, like, tiny pieces. And I'm there, like, if you've cooked before, I mean, you take the whole pile of asparagus and chop it at the same time. But she just kept taking, like, one stalk of asparagus, chopping it into small pieces, as if it was, um, you know, spring onion or something. And then she'd take another one while she's having this sort of dramatic argument with her husband. And I was just there, like yelling at the TV, like just take the whole pile of asparagus and cut it all at once, because you won't have. It's just, you know, I mean, you know, in it she's probably in her late forties, the character, so she's, I'm assuming, had plenty of experience cooking dinner. Um, 
But my God, that that I just thought was hilarious. Just she's... take all the asparagus. <laughs> yeah. And also the way she was chopping, it was just so slow and like. And also, who eats asparagus in like little chunks? You have it in kind of lengthier chunks, you know. So it's like really quick and easy to prepare. And the way she was saying it was just mind-numbingly stupid. <laughs> that it was, it was. I just thought, yeah. Again, you know, as I said, it, you're not sure whether it's a drama, a comedy, or you know, the, I think they call it a dramedy, but. It was all that and more. So, yeah, I know. I don't know if you've heard of Tyler Perry and you're curious about his films. You know, maybe watch one or two, and that's it. <laughs> you might not need to watch anymore. <laughs> you've got the gist. Yeah, I love when I love when the continuity doesn't match up on screen, and you get someone clearly in a making food scene, and you get they're like chopping a carrot. And there's like a close up of them chopping the carrot, and they're pretty much done. And then the wide angle comes in, and they've started the carrot again. And then <laughs> it goes back to close, and the carrot's finished. And then back to wide angle, and the carrot's not even there. <laughs> yeah, it just becomes like some sort of magic carrot that appears, and you know, in various forms throughout the the scene. Yeah, it's always quite hilarious. I love that continuity stuff as well. You know, that's like a perfect segue onto WandaVision. <laughs> yeah. <Not really. laughs> Not really at all. Uh, <laughs> well, um, gosh, what's happening this week? Well, I mean, it's all getting rather good, isn't it? Happy Halloweeny as well. Happy Halloweeny, <laughs> um, which is we are two members of the British public. <laughs> we don't quite celebrate Halloween in a way that the Americans do. Over here in the UK, Halloween is very much like just people getting drunk and there's no trick-or-treating almost, but there probably is some. But it never seems to to be like... Huh? I used to go as a kid, like trick-or-treating. I think I did as well, but it never seems to be like... Over there, it's it's a proper national holiday. Oh, yeah. I mean, and and they start from like the beginning of October, putting out, you know, the decorations and the Halloween-themed elements. It's just... Yeah, it seems a bit OCT to us, but... Yeah, they love it. So they absolutely love it out there. But it's 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 like their warm up for Christmas. Mm. But it's all good fun because I remember going to Disney World when it was full on Halloween. Um, and you get to go trick or treating there, and we brought back so much chocolate, aka candy. I just didn't know what to do with it on the front yeah. when we're going like packing bags to come home. Like we can't take all this with us. It's just a ridiculous <laughs> amount of. Really? Sweet. Yeah, oh. honestly. You go around and just fill up a little bag that you get given at various different rides, and they it's like massive handfuls of chocolates every time. Make your ticket money back that way, you know? You do. <laughs> in t- tiny little Mars and Snickers or yeah. Milky Ways. You know, um, like in The Simpsons, when they go to that uh, sweet convention and Homer loads up on <laughs> as many sweets as possible, and it's just literally... <laughs> Oh yeah, like you know, candy bursting out from pockets and things like that, and that's how I'm imagining it, really. And there's a, there's like that little jelly, yeah. like the, the Venus de Milo. Venus de Milo, that's it. <laughs> and I'm pretty oh. sure it ends up getting stuck on like Maud Flower, Maud Flanders' uh, ass or something. Yeah. He's like, <laughs> <laughs> and he gets accused of sexual harassment. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, oh man. Uh, uh. <laughs> um. Uh. But anyway, <laughs> uh, it's yeah. Speaking of nineties uh, TV, nineties TV. Yeah, 
I'm thinking Malcolm in the Middle. Yes, absolutely. That's the kind of that's I feel what was used here for this um, particular intro and style, and uh, the way the kids were talking to camera as well. So we're very much in the Malcolm in the Middle yeah, area of sitcom. So it's interesting to see where they went next. Um, it's all a bit of a sketchy vibe now, isn't it? Yeah, it's getting quite tense, both in and outside of the uh, of Westview's bubble. Um, I mean, Vision is suspecting things, you know, and, and starting to investigate his own uh, his own world or little realm that he's in. No, I, I, his own world, his own existence. Yeah. We also get old Wonder and Vision wearing their comic book outfits. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And Quicksilver, in fact, comic. everyone's in their comic book outfits. Yeah, appropriate for Halloween, isn't it? Perfect for Halloween. Yeah. Everybody looking fly. Everybody looking fly. But, um... I do love the, we talked about this on the previous episode, but I do love the very much the jump in between now. I very yeah. much enjoy the fact we're not just going back to a full 100% sitcom and we're getting to see what old Agent Wu and Darcy and everyone is up to on the outside and yeah. then cutting back. And both stories are just kind of as interesting as each other to a certain extent. Yeah, and I mean, the I'm glad that they've kept up with the kind of the sitcom vibes through the decades because uh, you know we had discussed previously that whether they would uh, depending on how much more of the real world is revealed but um yeah no it's great that they're, they're doing both and and even this episode i mean it was i think this one ran at like 30 minutes in total because uh, again you have like the seven minute credits in each one so you're never really sure how long it is but um but we got yeah you know both the sitcom world was was i, I love the malcolm in the middle vibe and you know, the, the 90s advert later on as well. I thought that was, they really nailed that. And also the intro. I love these intros and the kind of the detail they're putting into them. Um, and just like it represents the era so well. <laughs> um, so, yeah. And, you know, outside the, of, you know, of Westview, we've got everything's kind of kicking off there as well. Like Hayward and uh, a plucky trio are, are coming head to head over all sorts of matters. And we, you know, we find out more about Sword and what where their interests lie um, with this whole this whole deal. Clearly, they they're, they're after Vision. It seems. I think they're after Vision. I think they're after. Uh, well, that's what they were doing, isn't it? In the previous uh. episode, they're experimenting on him. They're they're pretty much contradicting the stuff that they say about Vision in his will, not wanting his body to be used as a weapon and. That's pretty much what they're doing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, old director Tyler Hayward is a hundred percent villain mm. so far, and it's it's interesting because you kind of sway back and forth between if Wand is the villain or not. Yeah, because technically, to a lot of people, she is the people that she's taking over, controlling their minds, because they seem to be in just absolute torment you saw that by vision walking around and that lady like hanging up washing or yeah. stuck in a like almost like an infinite loop with a tear running down her cheek so she could almost like she must have been like half in control and half not to a certain extent yeah so it's uh 
and and then but then you instantly forget it as soon as Hayward's trying to take over like trying to claim vision or trying to get his body back so they can do more experiments on it or try and take down Wando and you're like Hayward's the bad guy and then you're yeah. like oh, well probably technically Wanda is as well <laughs> but you just naturally support Wanda yeah you, you do and and we had kind of come to you know we we're given that conclusion that Wanda is the enemy and the villain controlling it all and she seems to be in control but then um I think there's still kind of like a you know a master of puppets, you know, behind the scenes, um, or a wizard of Oz, you know, kind of controlling things because whilst she seems, you know, in the last episode we had her kind of threatening Hayward and she seemed very much in control. But then once she's back in this world, all the kind of details, like, you know, there's the part where Pietro is kind of breaking down with her, like essentially how she's controlling people. And we see Agnes as well say that she doesn't let us think about leaving um when they're in the car so clearly she's controlling these details but then when you know she's asked about it by pietro um she doesn't she doesn't know how it how she's she's done it or even come to this point you know even with the star wars and so you know i'm still thinking that there's like yeah some sort of higher power and actually from this episode i mean could it be sword you know that they're playing this sort of you know ignorant well you know seemingly ignorant game like oh we don't know what's going on but maybe you know for them it's it's actually a way for you know a way for them to manipulate wonder into essentially you know bringing vision back to life and and you know and then they can essentially poach him from her and 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 i don't know you and use both to control each other in a way i mean what do you reckon that's that's you know a kind of theory that i've, I've just thought of um in the last half an hour, really, because I'm, you know, the fact that they're controlling Vision and 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 I don't know. It seems from this situation, there, you know, who else would be benefiting from the whole thing, really? Um, it's interesting because uh, uh, I mean, obviously, people are trying to guess, and I, I feel the whole. I think Doctor Strange is one of the only people actually confirmed for to appear in One Division, because, mm-hmm. as they say, One Division is like a lead up to the new Doctor Strange movie. But, you know, I hear a lot of talk about Mephisto maybe Mm. being the character that's manipulating everything. It would be quite interesting to see because that kind of fits Mephisto's kind of MO, doesn't it? And we haven't really seen him. Uh, We've seen him before when Fox used him, I think, in the Silver Surfer movies, I think. Mm. I'm not sure if that's right. Or, Or maybe in the Ghost Rider films he makes an appearance but um we've never I, seen him in the marvel cinematic universe the new marvel cinematic mm. universe so and it's all it all stemmed from when you saw the stork in the kind of red mist mm. and every time she tries to make the stork go away it just like flaps away the red mist and is still there so who is mephisto so, again in so the mephisto's like um oh. He's like a demon character, isn't he? He kind of appears. You, he appears. I, if I, oh, I think this is right. He appears in Silver Surfer in the mm. comics. I think that's the first time you see him. Um, and he's kind of like, uh, he's definitely one hundred percent villain. He's always responsible for like a number of evil acts. And uh, 
I think at one point he like kidnaps the soul or something of uh, Victor Von Doom's mum. Like he's done a lot of. I think he also created Ghost Rider. Mm. Uh, That's picking my memory. This might be wrong or right. Let's know if this is wrong or right. But I think that's the case. I think that's the case. He's done a lot of thing of bad things and at one point I think he was like a servant to Thanos as well so a pretty bad dude then pretty bad dude yeah and we haven't seen him yet in the MCU as it is today Hmm. so I mean very interesting but very dark character to but fitting character to be a villain maybe going through to the Doctor Strange movie yeah, I was going to say, you know, maybe it is a, you know, their way of bringing a kind of new villain in to the universe and, you know, someone very powerful and um, who has some history with a lot of the characters, you know, maybe that's their way of uh, introducing it and setting it up, you know, through this whole series. Because it feels like there's, like someone else is benefiting from what's going on with one that's controlling this and maybe the, I don't know, it would a character like Mephisto sort of, feed off the power or benefit from her power being this kind of, you know, OTT and insane. And, you know, you know she just increases the kind of, <laughs> in this episode as well, like, um, you know, through her, I suppose when, you know, when she, you know, realized that vision is stepping outside the, uh, the barrier, you know, she kind of gives off a blast of power. So is someone benefiting from that? You know, could Mephesto be that, uh, Maybe maybe he's helping her get to that level in the fact that to take advantage of her when she becomes more powerful, because he's a very like manipulative type character. Well, so, she does she does say that you know she was at her like very lowest when all of this kind of happened, like that she was was it a pit of nothingness. I think she says. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or like into the abyss or something like that. Yeah. Maybe, maybe he like elevated her powers to a new level. Mm. Who yeah. or, or maybe we're all wrong and it's it's just 100% wonder as she is pretty much the most powerful uh, super being I'm pretty sure in the whole of the Marvel Cinematic Universe so yeah. it's not that she's not capable of doing this stuff herself and it's just I also the storyline that I like that goes along with this one this episode is I like Vision's kind of work trying to work out what's happening He's like yeah. little investigating. I mean, because he's like playing along with it to a certain extent when he comes downstairs and he's like, well, there's nothing else in my wardrobe. Mm. Yeah, 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 yeah. aggressive. And then he turns back into normal vision. And then I think he says it again when, because he was supposed to obviously hang out with them and go trick or treating. And he says he's going to be part of the neighborhood watch. Mm. And that causes friction again. So it's, I do like this storyline, eventually like Vision figuring it all out and doing his little neighborhood watch hunt around to see what's going on. Uh, I thought that was, I thought that was a good, it's like a third storyline, isn't it? Into this particular episode, you've got Wanda and Quicksilver, you've got Vision, and then you've got the three amigos on the outside. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I'm, you know, it's interesting seeing, uh, you know, vision in this episode and how he's kind of straying from like what Wanda wants him to do. Um, 
And I'm wondering in terms of wondering, um, in terms <laughs> of um, going Pun forward. Central. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right now it's Friday. <laughs> Pun time. Um, Banter Express. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to endorse that. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Oh God! Um, <laughs> Continue, Sir Bancelot. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, where was I? Um, anyway, <laughs> so um, when yeah, I, I mean, with Vision going forwards, I, I feel like they're gonna come to like. I mean, we've seen them, you know, come to you know pretty bad loggerheads last week, where they look like they're about to, you know, erupt into a battle, and I feel that that's coming. Um, with vision and it, it and it, that kind of throws up more questions for me because of you know i'm wondering to the extent of uh you know wonder's kind of little universe that she's created and essentially like if they were to fight would she just be able to be like you know what vision i've had enough of your shit and essentially deconstruct them right there and then um because i think she would yeah i mean you know because i think it was in this episode where like um is it Darcy who mentions that when um, you know Geraldine had gone, or you know Monica Rambo had gone through the barrier that her molecular structure had changed, and it makes me think that you know is Vision being healed through just simply being in this world? Does he have to live in this world to live? Um, because well, we he see does him. to a certain extent when yeah. we see him come out of the world because he starts to break apart and almost fall back into well he starts dying almost yeah, immediately exactly. so and th- but because geraldine's structure had changed that kind of brings up a few questions like it, yeah i mean is vision still he- healing you know uh, or is he always going to be kind of you know torn apart um and he only exists as you know a complete form within this world uh and then also it kind of makes me think as to are their kids real you know because if she's able to change matter like that Surely she's able to kind of maybe create it just as simply. Um, because I've been wondering about these kids, you know, uh, now that they've got powers and they're playing, you know, more of a central role, like, you know, if the world disappears, will they disappear with it? Um, or are they now real, you know? Um, so it's, uh, and also, I mean, another thing to point out as well, I have to say is, you know, with Agnes's role, you know, we had, thought that Agnes was kind of on the inside in some way. But actually from this episode, she's clearly not at all. Um, which again, threw up some kind of interesting questions about like, you know, the makeup of like how Wonder is controlling people and, and what methods she's using and, you know, how much they realize it and don't. And yeah, it's, uh, I, I like this episode because it did throw up a lot of questions um, kind of going forwards as well, you know, for us to mull over really. Well, I mean, also there's the just the huge hints that what we're seeing is just the beginning of the House of M storyline. Uh, That's and I, I mean, I don't know if you're aware of the House of M. No, so I mean, like yeah, a comic book series written like ten, fifteen years ago, I would say, and it's all it all starts and stems from Wanda having suffering a mental breakdown. And she tries to alter the fabric of reality and like recreate her lost children. Uh, and it it's like it also, it, yeah, it has like catastrophic things. She goes, you know, she takes out a lot of people, pretty much all mutants. 
tries to take out all mutant and stuff like that. I don't want to go too much into it because if you haven't read it, go and read it. Or if it's something that they're going to explore here, but it, it's it's something else which is very heavily hinted to now. Now we're like six episodes in, so you've got three episodes to conclude this. And effectively, wow. if we're going on the timeline as to uh, time scale, what they're using per episode, we're looking at like half an hour per episode. Effectively, it's like one film, isn't it? Uh-huh. narrative yeah. we've got one film's length of time i mean i'm really hoping maybe for the last two episodes we're going to get 45 46 minutes something yeah. like that because this one they are now packing in so much information and this was the first episode where kind of when it ended i was like already mm, yeah I just literally zipped by i was surprised when the credits came up as well like no oh, what and, you know, as I said, because the credits are like seven minutes long, you know, <laughs> you're not sure if they're going to be like that every episode. So, yeah, when it came to an end, I was like, oh, wow. But, yeah, as you said, it was like packed with, you know, storylines and developments. And, you know, now I'm like just seeing on the screen, you know, the kind of the, the scene between Wanda and Pietro when they're talking about the makeup of the world and, you know, um, and, and, yeah, and, and how much Wanda remembers and, you know, and, I don't know how I did it, you know, she says just then. Um, so it's... Um, I'm literally like a few seconds before you, so uh, he's asking, it's like, where did you get all the kids? And, you know, yeah. you've, done it pre- you've done it pretty well in the fact you've kept families together and you've kept couples together and you've given people better jobs and this type of thing. And uh, and he's obviously supporting it. And that's cool. obviously consciously on her mind that she knows what she's doing. But she just saw, did you see in that scene now, like there's a flash of Pietro and he's, are you seeing it? And and he's dead. Yes. Yeah. 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 So she, as she looks back and sees him as he was effectively on the streets of Sokovia, when he gets shot by Ultron, obviously different actor, but yeah, same thing that happened with vision. Exactly. Yeah. So she's bringing back everyone really, isn't she? Well, that's kind of what that's so that's another thing that kind of hints into the House of M storyline and wanted to bring back her missing children. Mm. So it's kind of I mean, there's so many different ways they can go with it. And this is this is what Marvel does so well. It teases so many things. Yeah. And because there's so much publication history, it can go down many and many a path. So someone's probably guessed exactly what's happening next, but <laughs> it's just until you see it, it's always kind of unknown, and they can retell it in their own way as well. Yeah. In House of M, does she are the kids that she has then are they twins as well? Or yeah, I believe so. Mm. I believe so. I haven't read that comic in such a long time. Yeah. Well, interesting. Yeah, maybe I very, I very much love the whole kind of. Darcy hacking through and finding out information, extra information. We don't know what she... I don't think believe we actually know what she found out yet, do we? No, and and again, that's what, you know, as I was saying earlier, I'm, I'm wondering, like, how much S.W.O.R.D., <laughs> um, you know, maybe, as we said, it could be, like, Mephesto, or, uh, you know, I, I have now presented this, you know, idea of, like, maybe it's S.W.O.R.D. who are, like, kind of pushing all of this to reanimate vision and then you know use him as a weapon for themselves um and maybe wonder as well if she's always in like the sort of you know imaginative state or fantasy state so and maybe they're letting off kind of you know 
they're saying that they know less than they actually do. Um, or maybe, still, or we, maybe they're working with someone, you know, or maybe they're working with Mephesto. Who knows, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Or maybe they're being manipulated by him. That also can very mm. much happen. Yeah. Also, we still haven't. You remember the Monica Rambo mm. um, said that she knew an aerospace engineer? Oh, yeah, yeah. He didn't, he didn't come in this episode yet. No. Hasn't come in. Mm. Who is the aerospace engineer? No one currently knows. Or a lot of people do know, but we just can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's but, right. I'm not going to remember now. Jeez. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, I'm very much what this leads. I think this leads up for such an interesting next episode. Yeah. Because now, I think as I, I mean, we don't quite know, but I want to say that everyone on the outside is now inside. Yeah, and I don't quite see them catch up with um with the car of director Tyler Hayward. Mm. But you've got to imagine that it does. And then someone's going to, someone's going to receive that radio um, message that he was sending out just before they Mm -hmm. get golfed. But I do love, I do love the two agents like running down the hallway and then they turn into clowns at a circus. And then another couple of agents just turning to mimes. Yeah. All of that was great. And also, um, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing uh, Darcy in the world and you know what sort of character they give her because I suppose the next decade will be the 2000s so you know um well also if um is Wanda going to recognize she she recognize obviously Monica Rambo mm. but it'd be interesting to see if she will recognize Darcy Lewis because because of obviously Darcy knowing Thor and being a part of the whole kind of Marvel Cinematic Universe, there's a chance that they could have crossed paths at some point. Maybe Darcy will be like, you know, quite an instrumental role in helping her realize, you know, who she is and what she's doing. Um, and kind of, you know, act as, as like a sort of, you know, another Monica Rambo uh, sort of character, you know. That was quite dark as well, that, you know, the fact that they, you know, they cuffed her to the, the car and then just leave her there. You know, yeah. like, it's so like, <laughs> petty. Like, like I mean, it's just horrible. It's like, especially like with this like incoming wave and like, oh yeah, you know, bye. <laughs> yeah, see you later. Everybody just benches off and <laughs> she's like, oh, great. Yeah, yeah, I've got like nowhere to go now. But you also get, um, we get Wanda hitting out at Pietro just mm. before. She starts the expansion to find vision. So you got so many developments. You got the two kids now have got powers. One of them got the Quicksilver power. I want to say the other one's power is probably a mixture between Wanda's ability and Vision's ability. Yeah, you can tell he's just going to be like mega powerful, isn't he? <laughs> yeah. So if he's real, if he's not real, no one knows. Um, but I believe they are real. Mm. I mean. But, yeah, I, I'm not entirely sure. And again, you know, it's interesting with that kid and how he sees through Vision's eyes and whether, you know, he is this kid some sort of robot-esque dude? <laughs> you know, like, I mean, you know, I, I, I was uh, intrigued by that, you know, uh, exactly what sort of powers does he have, you know? We're not, we're not entirely sure, but I bet he's going to be, like, mega powerful and maybe, you know... <laughs> 
um, supplements, maybe some of Wanda's powers, you know, in one of the episodes or something like that, you know. Yeah, just mixing completely mixes it up and has best of both worlds. Mm. But it just lays it on thick for the final three episodes. And it's kind of like, it's interesting now because we've just enjoyed it and we mentioned this at the beginning. We've now had this in-between of jumping between outside and the world with inside Westview. And now are we going to go back and get a full Westview episode? Because everyone's in. Unless you start bringing the mystical aerospace engineer and whoever heard that radio signal in, everyone's already in there. Yeah, I feel like the aerospace engineer will be the way that... um... I feel I should probably know. And people are probably listening going, well, it's obviously that person. I just can't think of who it could be. I mean, well, I'm not going to tell you because I know even less than you. So, <laughs> and I, I feel that suggesting anything will make me look really stupid. So, yeah. I'm going to avoid it altogether. Um, <laughs> but um, I feel that this engineer though will play a, a pretty significant part in the next episode because you know, obviously, they'll he'll build this vehicle that what um, that Monica and. And and we were talking about building to get in, you know, safely. So I feel that that's going to be coming up, you know, the next, uh, well, probably in the next episode, I hope, because I mean, most of the uh, the operation from the outside has been taken out anyway. Um, so they're going to have to do something around that. Um, but I'm also, you know, as I said, I'm looking forward to seeing how Vision and Wanda kind of come to a, you know, some sort of fight. It should be, you know, setting up for some pretty good action, I think, and. And this is actually what I've loved about this whole series is that, like, you know, we're on episode six now, so we're two thirds of the way through. But we still have, like, burning questions. We're expecting, like, some pretty wild action. Um, And, yeah, and also, you know, we don't exactly know what's fully going on, you know. Um, There's still a range of, I mean, you know, it's funny because even a couple of episodes, you you felt that, like, okay, it's all wonder. But, like, now at this point, it's like, nah. There's, there's still, you know, more to be uncovered, and you know, credit to the writing on this, on this series. We've been saying it's been, it's been good. They've, I think they've kept the pace really nicely in terms of dropping storyline hints and, and and possible sort of scenarios, and also like surprising elements. And yeah, I, you know, I'm, I'm looking, I'm, you know, as, as we've been saying every week, you know, looking forward to the next episode. But these last three episodes should be pretty spectacular i hope yeah i think it's really going to tee us up with a lot of very interesting stuff so i'm very much looking forward to it because we got a lot of questions Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. a lot of questions it'd be very interesting to see them answered because we probably have got everything wrong in predictions so (laughs) far (laughs) yeah but you know at least we made the predictions, Ben. That's it. You know, I mean, I'm sure Rasputin made you know plenty of predictions that came to nothing, but those few, those few, that's, those what he's few. that's what he's remembered for. You know, so that's what we will be remembered for for just for our, for our Wonder Vision ramblings, <laughs> throwing as many ideas out there as possible until one sticks, <laughs> then we'll take credit for it. <laughs> and then Kevin Feige will hire us, and we will be very rich studio execs. <clears throat> The truth. (laughs) Fingers crossed.
Hi guys, thanks for listening to another episode of Jedi Order Podcast. Don't forget to like, comment and subscribe and may the force be with you. Thank you.